Hi, I'm Curious Cass, and this is Curiosity Junkie. Let's talk about fear. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for joining today. So good to have you back. How are you? I'm well, Cass. Good to see you. Good. Good We've done about four or five episodes at this point, and we've done a lot around self-love, self-care, brain chatter, and I can't remember the other one, but um, I did kind of want to dive into fear and the fact that fear keeps us from doing things that are important maybe to our, our true authentic self. And yet we don't do them for fear of people are going to judge us. People are going to talk about us. I might fail. I'm just thinking of some of the things that I've heard. I'm like, just go for it. I, fear keeps me from doing things too, but I am getting brave, braver <laughs> as I get older. So let's talk a little bit about fear. <laughs> well, that's good that you're getting braver as you get older. That's awesome. Uh, you know, when we talk about fear, it, you know, it conjures up these images of scary things, you know, uh, things that are, that are meant to paralyze us. And so fear is something that is a motivator and it can motivate us to stifle us and it can also motivate us to action. And it is a natural response. Um, it's something that the body does in conjunction with the mind to protect us from things that are perceived as harmful. And so when we have a fear response that makes sense, um, for example, you know, uh, you're walking across the street and you thought you'd looked both ways, but you didn't notice a car coming, that automatic fear response, you know, that um, bite, flight, or flee, the adrenaline rush, it, it happens so quickly. And it's motivated, it's motivating us to take action to save our life. So it's a real good thing to have fear. Um, it's not something that we want to get rid of or want to try to get rid of. But as you mentioned, we spoke about brain shatter. And when you're thinking of doing something that's got some perceived possible consequences, something risky, something, I want to jump out of a plane because I, it's something that I want to do, or it's some, uh, I want to change jobs because it's something I want to do. But all of the brain chatter behind that is, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You know, it's this overthinking mm -hmm. that stops us from, from taking those actions. And in a way, if you think about it, the brain is looking back it's a record of the past so it's looking back to find evidence where this might not be such a good idea because as we know it errs on the side of caution and protection for us so as this is occurring we're becoming aware of this brain shadow this thought and we actually buy into it because of course we don't want to let something slip by that could prevent us from losing our shirts or losing our life or losing our reputation. So it's important to pay attention to some of those things that the brain brings up. On the other hand, we can get bogged down. We can get in a trance, as they say, just having these thoughts come over and over and over 
And without really taking charge ourselves, you know, we, when the brain, it, it's an organ. So when the brain is thinking and creating thought, it doesn't mean that it's that every single thought that it creates is something that we should pay attention to as rational, <laughs> uh, logical, important things, because the brain thinks I can't even remember the number, but it's an inordinate amount of, of thoughts that we have in a, in a minute or a second. And God, I can't even imagine in a day. And so if we were going to pay attention to all of those thoughts, we would never get anything done. So our focus has to be, let me see which ones of these thoughts are important for me to consider in the circumstance. And so we can pick and choose. But that requires us to be observers of our thoughts and not participants in it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's, that's hard because we're so used to it constantly running and it's telling us. You're right. And, and a lot of people become identified with their thoughts and think that their thoughts are who they are. And in fact, it takes some practice to step out of that and observe them, observe the thought. One of the ways I like to encourage people to do that is to imagine, imagine yourself in a tennis match or a basketball game, if you've ever played a sport. You know what it feels like to be in the sport, playing your your everything's going on about you. You've got to, you know, you've got to position yourself. Where's the ball? Where are the players? And you're in it. And it really feels very, uh, your adrenaline is high. So I encourage people to take themselves out of the game and be an observer of the game instead. So be an observer of the thoughts. You can watch the thoughts just like a tennis match. Watch the thoughts. Oh, oh, I thought that was a good idea. Oh, now my brain is telling me that it's not a good idea. Well, you know, it, it's just constantly changing. And so in that way, we can depersonalize some of these thoughts and look at it in a, in a, more, in a much more wise, detached manner that doesn't affect us so much. You know, we're, 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 we're either stuck reacting, constantly reacting to these thoughts, or we can pause and say, let me consider active consideration of some of these thoughts. Um, evaluation that's a that's a totally different thing than just the mind chatter okay yes well and when I when I think of fear right now there's there's just so many different areas of fear so like personal fear fear of external as in what people are going to think of me what if I fail and then there, maybe it's all external. Maybe that's internal. Um, and then there's the the fear uh, that comes with, like the COVID right now, and the the constant negative talk on TV and the news, and the fear that this is a deadly virus and what that creates and does for us. And then you've got the politics on top of that. Not that I want to go into politics. <laughs> But I'm just saying there's right now, it seems like a lot of us are not getting out the way we used to. And we are living in a little bit of a fear 
state of mind. So what, what are some things or what, how do we, how do we deal with that? Wow, you know, this is probably, well, at least in my lifetime, this is probably most everyone else's, this is probably the largest, and I mean largest by, by number of people experiencing it, the largest, most invasive, pervasive uh, sense of universal anxiety and fear that we're all sharing and that energy of um, everyone sharing the same thing that is such a, a, you know, brings about initially anyway, brings about, let me protect myself. What am I going to do? How, how do I take care of me? It, you know, it, it invites us to, you know, which is what you do when you're sick. When you're sick, you know, you don't really want to go and visit and talk and, and it, your body calls you to itself. It says, attend to me. I need all of my resources here. And so that's kind of what I see happening. Um, and if people can get to a place where, at least for me and some of the people I know, you know, you're, you're initially very frightened and we've all had hope. You know, we've all had hope and then the hope dashes. And then the, the more news you watch, depending upon what news you watch, your hope goes in one direction or another and causes your reactions to go similarly. But after a while, that anxiety, that high anxiety, uh, we, we kind of gut up to that. You know, we, we, we're very resilient. Um, of course, we're not as adaptable as the alligators and crocodiles and some of the cold-blooded creatures that have adapted over the millennia, but we are right. still adaptable. And so, uh, you know, that's why, unfortunately, that's why people can stay in abusive relationships for a while, because we just start kind of, well, this is the way it is, and I've survived, so it's okay, you know. But in this case, there is not a whole lot we can do I mean, I can't find a vaccine. I have to rely on others. You know, I, I can't do anything about the politics. I, that's not my field, you know. Um, so I have to focus on what I can do and internally and for the world or, you know, for others. And so after that initial kind of ad adaptation to a different way of life and recognizing that the hope that we have for it back to normal isn't going to be happening anytime soon, possibly, then we kind of can settle. And when we settle, it can be a good thing. You know, you can settle in a bad way, in a bad circumstance where you can take action to move yourself out. And that's not a good thing. You continue to hurt yourself. But this is a settling in uh, more of a, an acceptance and a surrender of, okay, this is how things are. Let me see what I can do to make my life wonderful. And so you've seen, I mean, the parades that people do in their cars. Uh, look what you're doing with your curious cast YouTube. I mean, you know, you're, you're too smart to go and take courses on all of these things. You, you know, you're like, hey, I have a lot of, I know a lot of really 
cool people I can ask these questions of. And you don't even have to read a chapter in a book, you know, it's, and you can share it with people and they don't have to risk their life to hear it. I mean, so you're doing things, people are very mm. creative. And I think when this has occurred, it's really brought out a lot of that creativity uh, internally and externally because people are invited to go inward. People are invited to ask themselves, what is it that, that's important to me? Are my children going to go back to school? Do I work? How, 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 how am I going to work? Is this work right for me? People are changing. I mean, it's incredible what this has done for people as far as being true to themselves. Once that initial fear has kind of subsided a little bit where we can have a little bit more reflection and, and not so much, ah, what are we going to do? You know? Um, yeah, I do think that's going to be really interesting, fascinating to see once we really can move about freely and everything is back open. Cause I know I'm working, but there are a lot of people that are not able to work. And so they are taking that time to really, there's nothing else to do. So you're spending a lot of time with yourself and maybe you're starting to self-reflect on, are you really happy? Do you really enjoy this job? Is this the direction you wanna take your life? So it will be pretty fascinating to see all of the changes that come about out of this whole thing. And then what would you t say to someone who is doing that self-reflection right now? They're in this moment of reevaluating a lot of things because they have the time to do it. That is maybe afraid to quit the job, afraid to make the change, afraid to leave the relationship. What, what can you say? What, what are some thoughts that would be helpful? Well, the main thing is that we don't make, generally, we don't make good choices when our body is full of the fear chemicals. Mm, yes, yes. And so I would say pause on anything that is, seem, seems to be coming from a place of uh, desperation, unless, of course, it's in order to get food or shelter or safety or, or you know, one of the basic things. Because once and 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 to go to resources counselor you know meditation teacher uh somebody who can guide you through the process of getting to a habit of calming the self and and having some self-regulating skills so that you can identify when you are making choices that they are not based on fear, but rather based on um, acceptance and moving forward. And there are no guarantees. No one has a crystal ball. Uh, and, and to your point about um, what will others think, mm -hmm. uh, at this point, I think it's a really great time for people to look at, at some of their choices and not be encumbered by that idea because we're not out and about like we used to be. 
I don't have to worry about that because it's just me. It's, you know, nobody's going to come and save me. No one is going to uh, come and tell me that I get a promotion because of what I'm wearing or what I'm doing. Nobody's going to, uh, I mean, if they do, they're going to have a mask on and I'm going to be inside here and they can't really do anything to me. So if you think these things through, we really are at a place where it is a prime time for us to be very true to who we are and what what's important to us. And if we depend upon others for that, uh, that's being taken away from us. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who have made decisions about the fall semester, at least for their children. Yes. And that it's not come easily. These choices have not come easily. It's a, um, but when you think about it, um, would we have had these conversations with ourselves and our loved ones had we not been in this situation? I mean, I, you have to find the good in, in things. And there is always good, even if we can't see it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming to recognizing that we're not going to make good choices or we're not going to, we can't necessarily rely on our, our brains, our cognitive brains when, when all the chemicals and all the fear about, you know, not having money or not having food or, you know, how am I going to work with my kids at home when all of that is very, very strong inside you. So talking that over with someone, reasoning things out so that you can get to a place of at least acceptance of the now can help you to really get in touch with, with what matters to you. And then when you do make a decision, it can be based on something that is more sensed than thought and more, you know, more in that, you know, when you look back and you say, well, I made that decision and maybe I regret it, but at least I made the decision out of some wisdom and some actual intention mm-hmm. to truth as opposed to, yeah, what am I going to do? Exactly. No, I love that. That's a great word, intention. I really I like that. Instead of the reaction piece, it's an intentional, thought-out decision, not made in fear. It's re- you either react or you can respond. Mm. And, and respond connotes a lot softer, you know, kind of a, you've taken it and instead of like an ember landing on your hand and going, ah, it's hot and I got to move it. You know, you, you, you wouldn't do that with an ember. And this is most of the time, not an ember that you need to react to so quickly. It's, it's something like, oh, here's something that has landed in my palm. You know, what do I have as far as choices here? You know, and, and talk to others about it and, and certainly go within, which is to me, why it's so important to cultivate that inner world and, and recognize when we're in the game, in the thoughts, having them be ourself. And then when we're out being an observer of the thoughts and picking and choosing with intention. I do. And I love that really kind of stepping back away from that and noticing the thoughts 
-hmm. and not feeling like you have to take action on every thought or you have to truly absorb, listen to every thought. Let it go. Does this make sense? Is this, yeah, that's great. We are not our thoughts. This is an organ that creates thought. This is an organ that creates thought. It's a computer. That's what I was just thinking of. Like a computer. You're putting some data in and it's just coming out with lots of answers. <laughs> and it's got, you know, the subconscious is like the programs running in the background. Yes. We don't, we're not even aware of the programs that are running some of these thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I really like that analogy. You're the best at analogies. I <laughs> Sometimes they don't work very well and people are like, that's just not working for me. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. You're like, sorry, let me think of another one. <laughs> so it helps me. Yes, it does. And I think anytime you can put a visual with something and relatable, it, it is it's extremely helpful for me hopefully for everybody else out there all right tracy so thank you again so much for coming on today and talking about fear and i look forward to chatting with you again next week thank you all for joining and we will see you soon have a great day